Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. It's a simple concept, but it's a beautiful one. And this week is no different, episode 102. We're up to three digits now, folks, the century mark. And this week's guest is the one and only Mr. Rob Warnick. We came to learn of Rob through a game of Six Degrees of Separation with Keith Neltner, Neltner Small Batch, and the work they've done with LIC Beer Project. Rob is responsible for one of my favorite labels uh, from LIC, and so we came to learn of Rob that way, and it was a wonderful experience having the opportunity to talk to him. You can follow along with Rob, Warnick underscore art. That's war, W-A-R, what is it good for? Uh, that's right, folks, absolutely nothing. War, Nick, like St. Nick, underscore art. Like kind of all the shit that we're doing here. So yeah, follow him along on the Instagram, on the IG. You can see the various you know pieces he's working on. You can go to warnickart.com slash store, see some of his prints. Teaser, we talk about the uh, the narwhal. He's an awesome narwhal drawing. He's got some great prints. And just uh, it's a really fun uh, opportunity to get a chance to talk to him. So this is um, an episode I think you'll like, you know, I'm a big fan of his work. Like I said, if you go to his uh, Instagram and his website, you can see some of the sketches. We're looking forward to getting some up here in the studio. But just really, you know, his animals, you know, his line work. I really like the, you know, thick lines, you know, great use of color. The, you know, the warmth and the fun of the, of the pieces. And, uh, you know, we talk about music. We talk about life. And uh, it's just uh, it's a good opportunity to, to get inside you know, and sit down with uh, another incredible and impressive artist, which uh, I don't think Rob would say that. He definitely has a, a huge amount of uh, humility, which is um, always flattered when you talk to somebody and they do incredible work and they're, you know, very, you know, modest. But Rob, you kick ass. And so, you know, don't become like an arrogant prick, but, you know, you're just, uh, you're really good at what you do. And so we're really, uh, really proud to have you a part of it. And we're really blessed, man. 100 episodes, 102 episodes. You know, I know we talked about that a couple weeks ago, but it's just really, uh, it's mind-boggling when you think about it. We'll be announcing Season 10 in coming weeks. We're also excited to announce uh, this weekend, we're heading to Portland, Maine. So if any of my uh, Portland squad up there in vacation land, you know, we'd love to get together. We'll be at AC Beer Fest. Thanks, Mom. And then in April, we're making our first trip over to London. So uh, quite nice there. Hopefully get a chance to uh, catch up with some of the folks. Maybe we'll head to Beavertown. Maybe we'll get to Magic Rock, uh, you know, track. There's a lot of great folks that we've had the opportunity to meet through this. And we genuinely feel that way. We've met some of you out there who listen. It means a lot to us. And we really just want to thank you and continue to thank you for you know, making this possible. Because, I don't know, if folks didn't listen, I would feel really sad. I was wasting a lot of my time, and we're not wasting our time. We're really trying to do something great. We're trying to showcase you know, people and their talents at different stages of their career, introduce other artists to them, and just kind of you know make their world a better place. That's really our big happy thoughts. So you're listening to 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Our website is 160zcanvas.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, 
Instagram. I don't think we're anywhere else. One six OZ Canvas. And then there's someone that you like. You know, we don't use the beer porn hashtag. We just think it's kind of uh, it's kind of cheap and kind of cheesy. So we've been using the one six OZ Canvas hashtag from the from the jump, and it's been really uh, it's been really nice to see some of the impressive artists, the leads that we get from that. And honestly, I mean, it makes my life. I know I, I know I say it before, but it makes my life really easy when I click on that and I see you know a wonderful you know wonderful artist or somebody I'd never met before or thought of, and so then we start following them along their journey, and then we eventually you know harass the shit out of them and they agree to do it. Really quick, 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 quick public service announcement. A lot of what we're doing here is about branding and logos and design. And, you know, it all kind of ties together with, you know, with marketing and advertising and, and promotion. But this past week, Facebook and Instagram were down for almost a full day. And even when they were back up, they were really wonky and, you know, weren't working right. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not fully depend on somebody else for your materials, for your promotion, for your you know, website. We have a website. Obviously, you can make that, you know, you can go down that rabbit hole and make that argument, okay, we're paying Squarespace and utilizing this person and that person, but you can't have all your shit be on Facebook. That, that can't be your website. That can't be the only way you're reaching your customers. Instagram, that can't be the only way you're connecting with folks. Use it, use them, use it to your advantage, and you know, go from there, but dot com it buy a website have all your information there time together so you're not duplicating work but please 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 if they go down or they just decide one day that hey you know what you know like uh like the avengers or the snap of the finger and have to you know have the contents gone you can't have that shit happen so that's you know that's how we're just going to leave that little you know business 101 there for you give you a little you know free consulting if you want to send us a you know you know, work for the college students. Yeah, if you want to send us some money in our you know, Venmo, it's A. Karen's, you know, for that free advice. We, we, we're not, uh, you know, not below that. But we are having a great time. Episode 102, Ciani Dos. And I'm really I'm just psyched. This is a good one. Enjoy it right here. Rob Warnick, 16-ounce canvas, Warnick underscore art. War, what is it good for? Like I said, absolutely nothing. So War, Nick, underscore art. 16-ounce canvas. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Really excited to have with us today, Kentucky native, who's now a transplant to Cincinnati, the talented Rob Warnick. Thanks so much for joining us today, Rob. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, it, it, was a, yeah, it, was an, it was a no-brainer, right? Uh, we learned of Rob's work. Originally, you know, we had uh, you know, Keith on, uh, Keith Neltner. Uh, not a small batch, but you know, being here in Connecticut, LIC, you know, love to to find out that you were you know part of the the team who helped wrote with uh, Allegiance Beneath, which is such a great can. And so I dove into that, found out your work. You know, you're doing so much. You can follow along with Rob on Instagram, Warnick underscore Art, and then WarnickArt.com. And yeah, it just really, uh, like I said, it was a it was a no brainer. You know, I'm glad I was able to finally wear you down and convince you to be a part of the podcast. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate it. So it's, I love the podcast and it's, it's an, actually an honor just to be mentioned with a lot of the people you're, you have on. So. Oh, good. We're um, done. All right. Good. Sure. Rob's honored. We're hanging <laughs> up. Shit's over. There we go. Episodes in the books, <laughs> but no, I mean, you're, yeah, you're really talented. Yeah. You're really talented, uh, you know, artist and designer. You know, I really love your, 
you know, your style, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's got a little humor to it. It's fun. You know, it's really, uh, imaginative. So yeah, like I said, it was, a it was a no brainer and, you know, we'll get to it, but you mentioned you're working with an, uh, another brewery currently. So that's exciting. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll tease that one a little bit, but, uh, yeah. Um, awesome. it's awesome. Yeah. So this is your big moment, Rob, no pressure, but this is, this is kind of where you, you tell the Rob story, you know, how you kind of got into drawing. If you, you know, go to your website, you know, I mentioned you've been drawing since you were, you know, a wee lad. So just kind of, what's the, what's the Rob Warnick story? How'd you, how'd you kind of, you know, find your, your, your passion and your calling? Yeah. You know, I've been drawing, I'd say just forever really. And it's kind of funny. I, I guess, I think it was like in second grade watching Rudolph, um, that we all are familiar with. I was sitting down and I actually drew it and that, that I can pinpoint that was like the actual first drawing that ever I, I still remember that I thought was really good. I'm like, look at this Rudolph mom. And of course, mom's going to hang it on the fridge regardless, but uh, that's, you know, that's, it started from there and it's just been a huge passion of mine ever since. Um, and it just was like, even when I got in high school, it was like, I'm just going to draw, but what that, what that was, I wasn't sure yet. And then, um, you know, both parents were huge supporters of it. And, um, we started looking at art schools and just traveling around. And, uh, I just, I, I, at one point I thought that maybe we'd consider getting into animation. Um, I thought that was cool. Just growing up. I loved cartoons. Obviously I think we all did, um, growing up on Saturday morning cartoons and don't want to do that. And then 3d animation was starting to starting to be popular. Um, you know, Toy Story had just come out and I was just kind of blown away by that. But I wasn't sure if that was something I really, did I have a passion for that? Because it just felt too computerized. <clears throat> and uh, sorry about my throat. I don't know what's going on. Um, so I, I still wasn't sure. I still wanted to just be physically drawing with a pencil. I want to be an illustrator. And then I had a, I had a buddy of mine, um, his older brother, got into graphic design and he's the one that actually, you know, seeing him do it, um, kind of, I thought, well, that's an, that's, that was interesting. And he, he was awesome. So I went to school, um, for, I think my, I forget what my actual degree is in. I think it's commercial art, but it was, a, it was a good, uh, broad, like I got to do graphic design. I got to do get in. I was really into, um, illustration. So we, it covered a lot and, uh, it was really, it's really funny too. It covered a lot. Um, cause I was on the verge of, you know, I was in late nineties, early two thousands, but I guess like age of computer. So we were still learning how to do printing, how they did it, you know, cutting films, but also learning Photoshop. Um, so it was an interesting balance of both. Um, so I got into that and, uh, through, through my buddy, he's actually really, him and Keith Milton are best friends. So that's how, that's how I got um, got to meet Keith and, uh, but I, I, during school, I could go down and see what they were doing. Um, they were working at a little agency in Cincinnati. And, um, so I, that was, that was neat to see that side of it. And then, um, my first job out of college was just, just pretty, I always like to joke it, office space came out at the same time. And I just, it was so relatable. I was a production artist. We would get these just logos faxed into us and we'd have to recreate these logos just it could be you know anything from like you know jim's towing and we'd have to like redraw this tow truck and 
uh, get it ready for uh, camera ready art, get ready to be printed on like business cards or keychains or whatever they have you. And I, I was there for about a year and a half and um, I was just pretty much decided, I'm like, I, I, this is, it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Um, and I just quit. And uh, the plan was to really work on my resume, go on interviews. And I remember my dad not being really, really too excited about that decision. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, during that, I'm like, I'm fine, dad. I got, I got plenty of stuff. You know, I, I've had a couple interviews. I'm going to get hired right away. Well, ended up being like, I think two years after that. But I, uh, when I was in college, I worked um, with our neighbor and he has his own um, tile and brick paver business. And I would do that during the summers during college. And so when I quit my job, I'm like, I had that. And I actually did pavers and tile work for about two, two and a half years. And I would do freelance on the side. Um, and, you know, that's actually, I always joke, like I could always still go back to being, doing tile and pavers because I actually really enjoyed it quite a bit. It's, um, I mean, it's a lot of work getting everything laid out and done, but there's actually like a, I guess a creativity there too as well that, you know, when you finish a project, like when you finish a painting, you just feel good about it. And that's kind of how, when, once you finish a room, it feels, feels really, I don't know, satisfying. Um, but I did that and then ended up getting, uh, I guess, let's see, I got, got hired at, um, our local paper since they inquire had a, uh, small, like alternative magazine that they were just releasing. Um, it's brand new called sin weekly. And, uh, they hired me on there as a designer and an illustrator, which was actually a lot of fun. Um, and I was there for about three years, but that was just a great group of, just a great team. Um, I'm still friends with everybody there. It's, it, we, we actually had a reunion a few years ago. It was like, who still meets, meets up with your coworkers, you know, but, um, we all still keep in touch and got to do a lot of illustration, um, there and it got published, which was awesome. And, uh, and at the same time, I was actually in a band, um, you know, into college, into, into, the, into that time frame. And just being in a band, we needed flyers and posters. And so I started doing our own flyers and posters, um, putting And Andy posters up around. That was our band, by the way. Um, if, you, if you're very, uh, if you can get creative with your search, like And Andy high and tight, you, could, you can listen to us on Spotify. But uh <laughs> bump our bump our uh list like <laughs> yeah. four yeah right <laughs> it's always good but uh so anyways um but yeah it was it was a lot of fun i started doing posters and people took notice of them which was um you know always nice to hear and uh through that i i started doing posters for national acts and i still remember my first one was with cake and that was a collaboration with Neltner. Um we te- um, teamed up for that and uh I forget where it was. It was in Cincinnati. And uh, I remember we, we had the screen printed, had them up at the show. And afterwards we actually got to meet, meet the band and they really just loved them. And it was just a really, just all over really great experience. And that led to more with like modest mouse we had worked with. And then um, just a whole slew of others. And it, it's, it's been that like, I don't know that there's a freedom there. One, you just, you're typically working with bands. You like their music to begin with. And then um, it's just really, really neat to see the work. And then you get to go to the show. And a lot of times you get to hang out with the band and talk to them. And um, 
so that, that was a lot of fun and that, that helped, um, you know, just keep you busy at night too. Sometimes when you, when you, when you're working a day job and you just need another creative outlet. So, so we, I did that for a while and then, um, then I got hired on to another, another agency, um, in Cincinnati and I was there for about five years and, uh, and then, um, which was a great experience as well. And that was more focused on branding and, um, and advertising. And then, um, and now I'm at LPK, which is an, um, brand and innovation, um, agency down in downtown Cincinnati. And, um, we do a lot of branding strategy, package design, um, and we're getting, we're actually getting into AR stuff too, which is, which is really neat. Um, and just fascinating as well. Just another, just another avenue really to, um, blow things out. Like, um, who is that? Is it, is it 19 crimes? The wine label that they come to life, I believe. Are you familiar with those? Yeah. So that's just neat to see just what technology can do and bring like packaging to a whole nother level. That's, that's really interesting. So, um, but yeah, so I do that and I do, um, I'm still there now and I, I do all this beer stuff. I do a lot of, uh, um, illustrations and, and other design on the side as well at night, typically when the kiddos are, kiddos are in bed. And, uh, um, so it's a good balance though. Um, keep it cause you still want to be able to hang out with the family and coach baseball and <laughs> enjoy the weekends too. So, um, but I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh, that's just, that, I didn't like that. I, I could ramble. No, so. <laughs> see, and again, if you people, when you, I mean, I I love a good rambler. So people, <laughs> yeah, you should never least least to me. People should never apologize. It makes my job makes me seem like I'm asking these great questions. <laughs> but no, yeah, I really, yeah, I think that your story is really, you know, uh, it's a solid one. I, I like the fact that, you know, we always talk about the shitty jobs or you know the jobs just weren't right fits but they definitely help you appreciate the other jobs and you know colleagues like that i mean i think that's great that you want to you know see old colleagues from work you know people it's it doesn't feel like work when you have people that you respect and you're you're learning from you know it's this collaborative environment especially you know in your field you know it's uh i don't know i feel i feel i feel that i the love and support that i feel and mutual respect for people have is is wonderful some of our best you know, recommendations we get are from other artists who are like, oh, have you checked out so-and-so? Or I'm a huge fanboy of this guy. Or, you know, I love this person. Oh. And it's it's not, it's, it's just like, oh, wow, okay. That's like, that's super, it's kind of sweet and it's cool. And I just think, yeah, it is, I mean, people are helping each other out all the time and learning different techniques. And then your screen printing, which is a whole nother, that always blows my mind. So, I mean, that, you know, just, oh. you're, yeah, you're just, it's, you're doing it, man. It's, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it, and to that point, like, you know, when we were start, first started doing our gig posters, we came across gigposters.com. Um, unfortunately, they're no longer around, but that was a place where you could, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but share your gig posters on it. And that was a really neat, tight community. And um, they would have their flat stocks. And they, uh, I haven't been to one in, in, in a long time, but um, we, we did the Chicago ones at, at Pitchfork. And I mean, it just, it was fun to go up there and see these people that you interacted with on the message boards who offered advice. I mean, everybody was on there, um, was very, you know, open and supportive and would give you great advice. And, um, and then it's just like, you see their work and it just, they would always raise the bar and you wanted to be better. So it pushed you to be better. Um, so that was a great, 
great community to do that. And that actually got me into doing more art prints, which I really enjoy. Um, and I try to do those so often. So, um, and it's, it's, yeah, that community is, 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 is great. And especially in Cincinnati, we have, it's such a, it's a really tight community too. It's like, you feel like everyone's just interwoven. So, yeah, it's, it's been great. And I, I, I love your, your portfolio and you know the style of your characters like i said they're really they're they're fun they're you know they're detailed you know they've kind of have a you know i don't know they're just full like they're full of life and you know they're it's it's a flat file obviously but you're talking about animation and then ar and all this stuff they have have depth to them like you can kind of you can kind of see them like you know like it's almost like it's just more like a screen grab of like one scene you know you can tell they're doing so you know everyone you know and then you got your you, it's obviously you love baseball. I mean, you mentioned being a you know, coach in baseball, but you know that that seems yeah. that theme comes up with a bunch of your a bunch <laughs> of your pieces. Yeah, I'm a huge huge Cincinnati Reds fan, and uh, just grew up loving baseball. And um, it's it, yeah, I, I bring that up. I actually have like sketches. I have a sketchbook. I have a bunch of like just ideas of baseball prints I should should do. Um, not necessarily Reds related, just in general, just fun stuff thinking about you know my childhood and playing and um so i'll eventually get them out get them out there in the world but I just keep them right now they're all in my little little sketchbook so and the characters are fun I, I enjoy those quite a bit um so i always try to add like a little twist to it see if people catch it and um a lot, a lot of people do i think sometimes i think it's funny it's like one of my last ones i did was this jackalope that lost his arm and it's you know it's he's wearing his foot around this is lack, lucky jackalope's foot and uh which i thought was funny and uh apparently no, nobody else has so because i think i've sold like two of them but i'm like what so i, try, I always try to uh, i i think sometimes i think it's funny other people may, may might not my wife why don't you just do that i did a turtle print that did you know it sold out and say why don't you do that turtle print you should do like stuff like the turtle i'm like ah. I guess, which is fun. I enjoy that one too, but you know, it's just, it's fun to try to add a little bit of sense of humor. So I appreciate you hearing or saying that and yeah. getting it. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I definitely do. And, you know, obviously, you know, the, the Sabo tooth tiger, you know, Chris Sabo went former rookie of the year. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't, I mean, it's great. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just nice. It's, and that's a, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a quality. Yeah. I, I get it. That's awesome. I appreciate. Some people didn't even with at the it was it was for a res release. People, some people liked it, and but once I had, I had to explain it to them. But that again ties back to me being a being a kid. I wore rec specs playing uh, growing up. So um, you, you always feel like you, you know it's in your head that you're. I got these giant goggles on, and um, but then he came around, and I'm like, oh, he's got them. That's awesome. And we were we were Dairy Queen, and we were red, so it it felt. Yeah. Right, so oh yeah, you're more, super psyched. Or like you try to get the yeah. Oh, he wears the armband like on his forearm versus his wrist, or he yeah. does like you go up to the batter's box and you take your sweet time like you're gonna be somebody. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think yeah. Yeah, especially that if you're rocking those goggles and and then he come, <laughs> he comes along on your favorite team like that was pretty. That must have been like the trifecta. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. and if folks at home, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Chris Sabo used to play for the Reds. One of Rob's pieces <laughs> is a saber-toothed tiger, so it's a play on words. Saber, Sabo, S-A-B-O. 
And <laughs> yeah, and if it was if this was a public service announcement, the shooting star would go <laughs> across over top of us. <laughs> yeah, and now you know. Um, so, it, which I like is too. Also, on some of your, you can see the you, your your process. You can kind of see how you get started and you know where where things go. Are you? Um, you talked before about things being too digital. I mean, you're doing screen printing. Are you more of an analog guy that uses digital or, you know, where, where do you kind of play on that, you know, on that seesaw? You know, everything I do normally start, I mean, it, it's pencil to paper, just ideas, um, sketching. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, you know, my boys are, they're getting, in, they're really getting into art. Um, and they're really pretty good. I don't try not to push it on because I want them to love it. And so I feel like if I push it on, they're going to hate it. And, Hate you, Dad. I'm never drawing again. They break the pencil, but so I'm. I just, you know, I sit there. Sometimes they'll ask me to let um, draw with them, and they get frustrated because they feel like they have to get it right the first time. And I'm like, you just. They're, they're, one, there's really no right or wrong, but two, I'm like, I, I fill up page after page after page after page of sketches until I feel like I get it right, and still I, I tweak. So it's always a sketch, and. uh I mean, sometimes it's just a thumbnail. Sometimes it's a lot larger, um, but I always start with a sketch and then typically just scan it in and, uh, and I'll, I'll take it, take it into Illustrator and um, build it out from there. Um, and then I'll, I'll probably tweak it a thousand more times. So, I mean, I, I even have just even to that process. I mean, I have, I was looking through some old art print ideas the other day um, and uh just just old ideas that I had. I'm like, I'm actually working on uh, a print now. It's just um, narwhal. And I just really, I think I'm going to finish it up tonight. But it's a narwhal lot, like stuck in like a bourbon bottle. And uh, I was looking through old prints the other day and I actually saw the original idea that I had drawn up like, I don't know, it was probably 10 years ago. So I might have to share like, this is where my original idea and I probably can find that sketch too somewhere. And then uh, it's changed drastically. I, I actually forgot about it. I just, I'm like, I forgot I even did this. So it can, I can edit things quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I'll go into illustrator and um, sometimes, sometimes Photoshop, rare, rarely Photoshop. Um, and then lately I've been trying to learn after effects as well. So I would love to bring some of these characters to life a little bit. Um, just even like little fun animated gifts. So um but yeah, it always typically starts with, you know, pen and, pen and paper. Now you always carry around, like you said, you have like your sketchbooks. Is that kind of like, is it always in your back pocket, figuratively or maybe literally? Did you always have one on you? I, 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 so I have at work, I have two, two sketchbooks on my desk. Um, and then I carry a field note to my, in my, uh, in my bag. And, and then at home, we just have paper. So, I'll, if, if it's if it's blank and it's not important, uh, typically I'll use it. So um, it doesn't even have to be in a notebook. So I have a lot of like I have a flat file cabinet where I keep all my prints, and I mean I have some of those are just straight up for loose sketches, paper ideas. So um, if it's around me, I, uh, and it, it, like I said, it's not important, I'll, I'll sketch on it. So yeah, that's yeah my uh, yeah my oldest like his idea like i people like oh what you get him i'm like if you bought him a ream of paper and some pencils like he would like can be completely content with it i just yeah (laughs) the printer never has paper and he's always you know 
and just writing, writing making stories and doing all this stuff. So I'm just like, well, you know, he's, yeah. he's creating. We're always, our whole thing now is with like everything being digital. It's like, are you creating content or are you taking in content? And we're, we're always just hoping he's crea- yeah. creating more than he's taking in. So that's kind of how we try to manage his screen and kind of uh, intake time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, being a parent is, uh, as you know, there's no rule book, and it's kind of a, kind of as you go. So we're we're, we're figuring it out as we I, go. That's that's exactly how 100 how we are. So it, 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 we do. We try to limit. We try to limit their screen time. They have a switch, so they like to play. So we, I shouldn't say they. I play it as yeah, well. Yeah, right. I have an, yeah, they have an Xbox, which is mine. <laughs> my son got. Yeah. I mean, my son asked for his other breath of the wild, I guess, for his birthday last year. And then over the summer, I'm like, ah, you know, I grew up with Nintendo and I've been addicted to it since. So it's like at the same time, I try to limit myself to it because, you know, you you do it. It's fun. But then other times, like, man, you also want to be productive with your time. So because it's very limited. Um, But it is a nice release. And um, but we do. We try to limit keeping keep an eye on that. And uh, like sometimes it was just there's, there was a I forget who they were watching on YouTube, but there was someone that was just drawing characters, and the way he explained it just clicked with the boys, and uh, they were just drawing nonstop for like a week straight. They just watched this guy draw, and they would come up, and they were really really good drawings. So I'm like, man, so I need to I actually need to look at him, like look that back up and see who it was, but. Um, Right, yeah. So like, yeah. I don't know how they find some of this stuff. Like the path they go down, and I'm like, how the fuck did I you know. find it? Like uh, <laughs> some of them are terrible. One's like annoying orange, and if you're a parent, and you yeah. like it's terrible. It's a little. Uh, it's some of the, and some of it's just like it's so bizarre. I'm just like, don't you want to do that instead of why? But I mean, I, it makes you sound old. So yep. I, try, I try to avoid these segments where I say like do when I was a kid. But you did reference Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons, which no one, which I don't have to worry about anymore. So we're kind of on the same yeah. page. <laughs> so so like we uh we talked about before you there's a you're, you're working with a, a new brewery right now is that something that you're can talk about yeah um i've been working with uh working man i guess it's been about two years they um it's funny they i believe reached out to um keith and keith at the time was just he's been he's slammed i think he just picked up oh i see and um, so he actually recommended me, you know, they reached out to me and we had a really good conversation. So I started, started out, um, with their logo, we redesigned their logo and, um, over the past year, um, we've, uh, started redesigning packaging. So I haven't I actually haven't shared any of the work yet. Um, I do know, um, some of their bottles I, I believe are on shelf. They're out in Livermore, California. Um, and, uh, so I haven't done. It's still it's still a work in progress. I think we've created three ish beers. I have to go back and look. It's it's kind of crazy. It was all last summer. Um, so and uh, but yeah, it was a really it's a really good um, fun time in, um, working with them. And uh, I just need, I need to have an excuse to go out there, like fly out there and visit Livermore and go have a beer out there. But I have, I have yet to do that. Um, but make that happen. Yeah. Um, I know, I know. So and they, they they have fun names. We, we you um like they have a nine to five and uh, ears and evil one and just a lot of uh, a lot of uh, fun working around with some of their names and um, I think they wanted something that 
um, was like in between being expressive and also um, something they could turn out pretty fast too because they changed their beers a lot. So it, they didn't want the design to be too complex to where um, it was difficult to, or was going to take a, a ton of time um, to constantly turn out um, new beer. So um, as a balance of, of that and uh, so far so good. So I need to, I need to actually put those case studies together and start, start sharing them here soon. I don't even think they've shared much at all either. So, but I did ask them before, like, are you fine if I, I talk about it? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. So that's cool. Now, how does it now from a process standpoint, how much, you know, you're doing a rebrand, you know, how, how, how much time are you given, you know, from kind of, uh, you know, early ideas to, you know, to like you know, final product, like how much time do you, you know, have? I always find these schedules are kind of vary based on brewery. Yeah, it's for them. We've been trying to do what's nice is it's a little bit slower paced, which which I enjoy. It works out really well with my schedule. Um, and there's um, they, they're they're kind of doing the same thing I am as well. Um, where one of them still has like a um, full time job, and then he works in the breweries at night and on the weekend too. So um, it's uh, you know I would say four to six weeks is typically when we sit down and have you know try to put a proposal together that's kind of the time frame we we stick to but um sometimes it drags on a little bit longer or can go faster they had one that was last year it was a really quick release it was a special release and uh we just we we turned that around really fast and um just so they could get it to the printer and then um out to uh uh the liquor store that was having the um like it was like an event um so that one was really quick i think that was almost like two or three weeks but um but yeah we try to four, four to six weeks feels like a pretty comfortable comfortable time with with beer um so and then illustration that's that's uh that's different you know a lot of times that's just depending on on um on the client really in the time frame and um and and really how how detailed things are going to be, but it's it's been good. The branding I think took a little bit longer. I'm trying to think, that was almost two years ago, but we I think we spread that out over. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you want to add to it, like with a little bit of strategy in between and um, just concepting, and then finally getting getting the final brand together and putting that together for them. I think that was over three three or four months almost, but so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I like what I also notice is like with your career, you know, the the beer projects, the illustrations, the mm -hmm. prints, like you kind of have all these different areas, so they probably allow for your different creative outlets. You're not kind of just uh typecast into one, you know, style. You're probably doing some different things, your your you know, your day job, what you're doing at home, these labels, you know, con you're still doing posters. So I think that it just shows your your versatility and I, that's, that's, uh, it's pretty sweet. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's fun. It's, it's always nice to, you know, be doing just almost as a creative outlet, just something different. So, and it, it allows you to experiment too, which I think is very important in design. Um, trying something new and seeing what you can build upon it. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. It. I think that, that's what I like, you know, you probably, like you were saying about your, 
that YouTube show. You're probably something that was meant for kids. You'd probably watch that and take something away from that that makes you look at something differently or your next character Absolutely. and bring it to life. So I, I do, I do love that. Uh, you know, artists and designers are always kind of taking. I mean, even just you can see some of your work is there's probably personal experiences or stories in your life either you know before or after children. However, you know, BC before children, right? And, um, you know, they are just kind of <laughs> bringing to life, you know, and even, even, you know, your love of the Wu-Tang Clan, you know, you got to, you know, work on some of those, you know, a Wu-Tang yeah, RPs for, yeah, right? So it's like, it's just cool. Like, you can just kind of, you know, it's a, it's nice. And I, I like the fact that from early on, early on, you, you knew you wanted to do this. You weren't necessarily sure what th this was or how it would become a career, but, you know, you're, you knew early on that this was something that you loved and. You're literally bringing your work to life, so yeah, kudos to you, man. Awesome, I appreciate that. Thank you. And we are back. You're listening to episode 102, featuring the extremely talented Rob Warnick. Kudos to you, bro. Kudos to you. I use kudos fucking a lot. Excuse my language, but I've kind of found when I listen back to myself, I have a few words I use all the time. And I would say over the last, like, I don't know, couple months maybe or so, I want to, like, compliment people. And I say kudos to you. Or another one I always say is a tip of the cap. Hello. Tip of the cap to you. Tip top, you know. I don't know. Maybe I think that's what they say. In London and Europe, when I get there, they're all going to laugh at me. No, they'll laugh at you. And they're just going to be like, oh, you stupid American. But there's plenty of other reasons for that. So I don't know. We'll see how many times. We'll, we'll get a little kudos meter. If there's a video, it'll be in the bottom right corner. It'll just go off. Ding, 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 ding. Like a pinball high score. But you're listening to the 16-ounce canvas, not to be confused with the 12 or the 14-ounce canvas. Uh, those were not real things. So that was another bad joke. But I just enjoy talking to Rob. I just think it's cool. He's got, you know, he does, you know, check out the Narwhal. It is up, uh, Warnick underscore art on the uh, IG, the Instagram, as the kids are saying. And uh, who knows? I'm hoping that we can find a way to collaborate in the future. I really enjoy his style. I enjoy the, um, the humor and the fun that he has in his work. Um, you know, and then he has some his, his more serious pieces, and he's just... Um, He's just a good dude, so hoping to get to uh, the Cincinnati area, have some bourbon, and you know, see where it takes us. But that was only part one, so let's not, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. If you have a quick second while you're listening to this, this is an audio piece, so you can just listen to it. Head on over to iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening to us. We thank you. Quickly hit those stars. Five is cool. If you want to leave a review, we love it. We've um, I think about a dozen reviews so far. Want to send thanks to everyone who's read those, uh, written those. Excuse me. It really does mean the world. Um, it's uh, very humbling and encouraging to hear positive feedback. And let's fucking be honest. This is a weird medium. So to know that people are listening and they care, it definitely uh, gives you a little warm and fuzzies. And so kudos to you. Kudos to you. And kudos to you. I'm out. Let's get right back into it. Part two, Rob Warnick. Warnick underscore art. Warnickart.com. 16-ounce canvas. I'm AJ. You are you, and we thank you for that. You're beautiful. Kudos to you. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've come to have an extreme 
love and respect for individuals like yourself just because it's not easy. It's kind of, you know, you're, you're like, you're an accountant, you're an accountant. Maybe you can be an accountant for this type of business or that vertical. But okay. when you say you want to be an artist or designer, like that's just kind of like just being dropped out of a helicopter and just kind of trying to figure out where the, where the hell to go. <laughs> it, it really, it really is. It, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. And it, like, just even like you said, working the day job, which is a lot of fun. And there's different challenges with that. I mean, they're much larger clients. Um, getting those creative briefs and, you know, sometimes, you know, risk with those, some of those projects are, is really high. So you might not get to be as experimental, um, because it's, it's such a big, big, uh, big product. Right. And then, and then with like some beer, which is a lot of fun, um, there's a lot of craft beer. So you need to, um, you need to stand out. So there's a little more of that idea of experimentation. Um, just not even like, not just even in their beers themselves to the label design, cause you want to really want it to have impact so that it's, it's, it's a really good balance. There's still. Yeah. And I, and I always say, you know, you like those, even though you like your day job, it, it gives you, it teaches you different skills, helps you deal with different people, right? Because you're, you're yeah. being, it's kind of. You know, they they want you to work on it, but they also at the end of the day, there's somebody who makes the final decision, and it's, you know, when, then when you get to home, and that's your role, and then it makes you look at things differently. Or when you're having a brief Absolutely. with your with your you know your clients, you know your Warnick clients, then you have a different way to approach that, and you kind of you know I don't know I like I think if you're not always evolving and open to I don't know the universe and t- taking different experiences, then I mm-hmm. think that um then yeah then then that's a that's when you got that's a sad point in your life i guess and not to be depressing but you know so i don't know every because everyone i talk to when i do this every week you know i talk to somebody new from u.s around the world i try to take some of their story and i try to look at it how how they see life or how they attack their quote-unquote problems or you know issues and you know and you know i think it helps me to evolve as a father and a person and so i, I or, or may do a better interview next time so it's nice to, oh, get yeah. to share these moments and I love seeing like people's career process. What, you know, what's funny is like, I've always had this idea for like a coffee table book, which I thought would be fun. So I'll, I'll put it out there now cause I'm, I'm probably never going to do it. So if somebody wants to put this coffee table book together, I'll, I'll, I'll be one of the first ones to buy it. But I always thought it'd be cool to see different artists workspaces. Cause I, I feel like everybody's space is completely different. They're where they work. Is it at a, at a home office or are they renting something downtown or, you know, is it the back, you know, in the garage, you know, studio above the garage. I just always find that really interesting. When I see them online, they're always really inspiring too. I don't, I don't know why I really enjoy this, but um, you start, it, 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 I don't know. It's just a different way of thinking too. And I love listening to um, people talk about the different, I mean, we're always, when we're doing design, we're essentially solving problems and there's, a, you know, just a million ways to go about that to get to that solution and it's always interesting to see how people make you know come to those conclusions and their process to get get to that um to solve that problem so i agree with you yeah that's a good book yeah so i mean i definitely i feel like there's i feel like i saw a friend of mine who's an art guy was like i think it was a he was talking about that because he's always like you gotta do this as a video project and i'm like yeah, dude, I would love to do this as a video project, but I'm the, <laughs> I'm the real we here, so it's like there's only so much I can do here. 
but I think it was a Draplin video and he was like showing his one of his studios and it was just like what you're saying yeah. it's just like cool like oh this is where I do this and this is here and then he had like a drawer full of just like scraps of things he would find that like had cool like fonts or you know, layouts and he would you know like I think he, I think he collected matchbooks or something he had like a bunch of weird oh, really? things that he collected that he would like use for inspiration but yeah, you're like you're saying. It was just like it, it, his layout was totally different than I would have my my studio. Yeah. Yep. I have to, I have to look that up. I have to look that up and see if it, it was. He said it was a video. I have to check that out. But he always like listening to him talk. So. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a video. Um, but it was. I, I don't, I'll, I'll look for it if I can. If I can find it for you. And then this is totally nerdy, but I, when I think of Cincinnati, I think of Ron Geist, and then I think of. Yeah. I visited there like. How to be? I will just say four years ago. It was like really early on okay. when they first had that new space, and then they were. I was there one night, and it was wiffle ball night, and then there's. Yep. I, I was just skimming through your Instagram, which folks, if you want to check it out, Warnick underscore Art. You're like you play at the wiffle ball league there, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we had a game this past Monday night, and we actually got we got smoked. But <laughs> um, it's 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 a ton of fun. I've been doing that for the last two years, and. Um, they, they have all these tables, but they move them out and they have, you know, it's, I think it's a 10 team league. I think it lasts, I think it's a nine, might be an eight week season. And then we have playoffs and, uh, it's fun. It's, 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 it's been good. Cause it's, you're seeing a lot of the same teams over, over the years. It's, they have a fall league, fall league and then a winter league. This one will wrap up in March and then, um, and then they don't do it over the summer. And, uh, it's a blast. It's, it's, it's just a ton of fun to be up yeah. there. And, um, they have, uh, you don't run the bases, so they have they have lines. I don't know if you yeah. saw them playing when you were there, but um, so each line represents a single, double, triple, and if you hit hit, hit the wall, it's a home run. We have an ump, and uh, so you great. have a I think it's a two by three wooden plank that's the strike zone, and you can throw it as hard as you want, throw whatever kind of junk you want, and as as long as that ball hits that plank, it's a strike. So yeah, it's it's a blast. It is a blast. Like I remember, yeah, how to be. Cause I still have a, I have a piece. I got glassware, and it was when the bar was just like it was really early on. They even have all their tanks, but it was like, oh, I, you know, I was excited to go there. I I tried their stuff, and it was like it was like later in the evening, and it's just like the, the darker. It was a little dark, and you just go, oh yeah, we're on the top floor, and you go in this huge space, and then they're playing wiffle ball behind the net, and I was like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? And it was yeah, it was a it was a great night, but it was just uh, I always I always think of that every time I go to a brewery. I'd never seen that anywhere else. I always thinking like why isn't like like Ryan guys has already you know got one up on everybody else. They have wiffle ball going, so I'm glad yeah. I'm glad to see it's still going. Yeah, it's it's fun. Actually, they just added um, so I believe wiffle ball was Mondays and Tuesdays. We were always in the Monday league, but I um, they decided to make Tuesday night um, dodgeball night. So now they have a dodgeball league there, which I have not seen yet. But I'm just like that's that's got to be they have, they bought like huge nets that go across. So I guess nobody there is trying to trying to flight doesn't get hit by a rogue dodgeball in the face, but yeah, right. Um, like a bang, dinger off the tanks or something. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's definitely uh that's, that's next level there, right there. But it's, it's a, it's a blast. So <clears throat> yeah, I used to, uh, I used to coach, I mean, I coach, uh, I was like a counselor at a camp and, and like whenever you had pain in the ass kids, for that day in sports, it, it it would coincidentally always be dodgeball day, and then you'd you'd be, you'd, you'd be one of the enders, and you kind of that was probably as, as close as you could kind of really you know give it to a little kid. You know, you just kind of bounce a couple off their head for a little bit, and it was like, all right, all's good, all's good, all's good with the world. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just being honest. Yeah. I always think of that. It was like, oh, that kid's a pain in the ass today. Oh, wait, what? Died roll? Oh, we're up. Oh, I'm an ender. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's what, you, that's what you get parents when you send your kids to camp and they're pains in the asses. But it could be worse. It could be worse. So, so yeah. So I also wanted to talk about um, the LIC label, you know, Allegiance Beneath. Yep. Uh, I, I, it's one of my favorites. I mean, honestly, I think it's just, it's got, it's a great, it's got so much going on there. It's like a big story, awesome. all, all sorts of characters. It's kind of pulls in ca- as much characters from some of their other stuff. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's all over the place, man. What's going on. What's going on there. Well, that was, first off, it's just an awesome project. I was super excited when Keith said, Hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, absolutely. Cause what he's, I think what he's built has been just a ton of fun and really, really great labels. And each one always, we're talking about each one has a story which is really neat so but yeah he he approached me and they had this idea it's gonna it's for halloween and they were releasing i guess on i was i think it was halloween that saturday so um he wanted me to and we've worked together forever but um he wanted my take on a lot of the characters they had developed which was pretty fun and they the the idea was they're gonna be all trick-or-treating so and then um so, you know, started with that and um, he, he kind of gave me a short list of the of the main characters that he was hoping to have have on there and um, sent me uh, just kind of like, you know, the layout of the label. And I, you know, I sent him some pencil sketches and, um, yeah, we went from there and it was it was just it was a blast. It was like one of those where it was finally like, it was almost like pencils up. Like I still wanted to keep working on it. Yeah. um stop. Before, yeah. Rob, gotta go stop uh, stop but, stop yeah um but yeah i mean all those characters they had developed the lion which was awesome um and then their bull and uh it was it, like i think there's like a little oompa loompa guy um yeah, speed racer was, yeah from the ones they did yeah, yeah speed racer from or um yeah and uh voltron and it's just uh it's it's really really it was really neat and then tying to halloween it's like one of my just i just love fall to begin with and uh it's uh i don't know it was fun like i thought the color palette was fun too um that was kind of Melner's idea we always work it's there's a really it's a really fun collaboration with them because we always kind of bounce the file back and forth between each other and i always like like i always call it with my illustrations, when I send it to him, it always kind of goes and through the through the Neltner Neltner filter, which I which I enjoy seeing the outcome of that as well. And uh, I actually got they sent me they sent me I got I got I got a can of the beer, which was which was great and it was outstanding. And I still have the can. I didn't th- I obviously th- kept the can, and actually had um, Keith gave me a few few labels. Those labels were actually printed on like a like a foil, and uh, so. It, it turned out pretty neat. It was a it was a fun process. Yeah, the, the one of the things we talked about was the the cho- always the choice and the the labels like the foil. There's I think it's a local shop near uh, near him. He was saying so. Yeah, just they're always it's yeah. like another it's almost like another dimension of the labels. It's like a, like a texture which I I've just come to really love and appreciate. So yeah, yeah. So is is the one guy is that Keith? Is one of the characters him? Is that one or no? No, no. Um, it was just uh, kind of like a guide for them, like a, kind of like a graveyard guide. Um, so uh, that we added at, at the end, that was kind of 
kind of the caboose. Um, it was, uh, yeah, just one more to, to add to it. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to actually bring it up to, so I don't miss, miss anything, but, um, but yeah, the guy on the back end holding a lantern, he was brand new, um, for, for the beer itself. And the others were just, um, just, just new guys. It's kind of, it's not far out. Keith, Keith likes to wear the trucker hats. And, yeah. I was like, shirt, I thought that so. was kind of like a little, yeah, <laughs> like a little, uh, you maybe didn't realize it. Yeah. We're going to call that the Keith character. So yeah, see what he says. <laughs> but I do like that. So I'm going to, uh, from now on, we'll call him the Keith character. Nice. Yeah, no, I just, um, yeah, I'm really, so what's, um, what, what you said you're working on the narwhal we had for for christmas yep. uh on the front lawn we had a uh, one of those narwhals christmas narwhals you know you, if you uh, <laughs> if you watch rudolph the red nose reindeer you, you know my wife my wife is obsessed with that narwhal so yeah we we saw that i think it was at target or somewhere really tacky and we just bought it like, <laughs> i'm like our neighbors probably have no idea why the hell we have this big narwhal on the on the lawn but whatever <laughs> it's just it's it's i don't know it's a it's um i just find that character fascinating so oh, yeah, i didn't think they were real um, i didn't think it was real for a while like she's a science I, I know, teacher I, I, and then she like way. showed me she's like oh, that's a real thing and i was like oh all right yeah, all right I, I did a i did a storybook app a few um for for the ipad back in like 2000 i guess it's 2012 ish 2010 maybe called netty the yeti and it was just like a, it was meant for like three to four year old kids and um the idea was like a seek and find and i added a narwhal in there and that's i i that was that time when I found out that it, it, I, it was real. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's, so, it's so exciting. Like, because my like I said, she teaches science, and I, I, science is always hard for me as a kid. But then I'm like, the way she teaches it now. I mean, obviously, I'm a, I'm, I'm 40 and I'm enjoying seventh and eighth grade, you know, language and vernacular. <laughs> but it's exciting. I'm like, wow. Like, if this was, if I would have connected with it. Who knows? But yeah, I was, I was like blown away by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think it's. A, it's. A, it's a tooth, right? It's not like a, even a horn that's coming out. Yeah, I think you're right. um, yeah. And I'm like, because I always thought it was a horn. Like when I first started doing it. Um, so this one's going to be a little more correct. I have it by the mouth. Um, yeah. And actually, wrap reference, but. Um, yeah. No. It's. That's. I'm, I'm actually probably going to wrap that up this afternoon, and I might even post it tonight. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, nice. Yeah. It says that, and this is from Nat Geo. The narwhal is the unicorn of the sea, a pale-colored porpoise yeah. found in Arctic coastal waters. Uh, narwhals, tusks, these legendary animals have two teeth, and in males, the more prominent tooth grows into a sword-like spiral tusk up to 8.8 feet long, and the ivory tusk grows right through their upper lip. Wow. Okay. Boom. Just... We're, we're just dropping knowledge, Rob. We're, we're enlightening folks. <laughs> Gets my, it's my science credit for today. Yeah. But no, I also, because you know, I mean, a lot of your pieces are, are, you love animals. I mean, there, there's, you've got monkeys, you've, you know, yep. wolves, dogs, birds, you know, crazy. Uh, I'm not sure what this one is. Yeah. It looks like a, looks like a monkey, but with the popsicle and then obviously like your desserts, but yeah, it's yep. kind of, it's kind of cool. I, I you, you go through your portfolio and you see kind of some like, not direct themes, but you know, your use of, you know, animals as, you know, and the influence of cartoons and stuff like that. So it's really, yeah, you've, uh, I'm excited to see, uh, the narwhal tonight and, um, no pressure, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really been, it's really been enjoyable as to kind of 
go back through your archives, you know, your, you know, even Warnock art, uh, com. you can see a lot of that too. And so it, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I appreciate you, you sharing a lot with us. Awesome. Thank you. Now, is it, was it harder, like working on the labels compared to what you're normally doing? Was any, was there any dimensionally, was that any issues or, or, or since you've had kind of worked on all sorts of mediums, was that not an issue at all? Some folks we find have a difficulty making designing for smaller labels because it's like, for lack of a better term, a smaller canvas. Yeah, um, I, I just think I haven't felt like it's a you know you have the label in front of you. I always I always like to start with the template just so I know what I'm working working towards. And um, <clears throat> I guess I mean sometimes it could be a it could be a challenge. Um, I mean LIC wasn't that was. What's awesome about that was it's just a full wrap, and uh, so it let me um, allowed me to like really make the characters large, um, and uh, you know, and like Keith always, we always try to, you know, when I do it, or even when you know me and Keith are working, um, we just to get the type in there and, and, and the information, we want it to feel integrated and not like just slapped on there. So a lot of times I'll send him a working file, and he'll send back like where he's kind of like planning on. Um, putting the type and uh so i can work around that as well and uh but for the most part uh, I, you know i haven't found many many restrictions um you know working man the way i, I have that that's mostly type driven um we do have one with an evil one which has a which has a bear on there but um and uh you know i always try to like i said i always try to work within the medium i tell you what when i first joined instagram i just thought the square was odd and then i kind of like embraced that i liked working and working in the square i'm like what can i do that like just it's square related and uh just trying to embrace it so it's i mean there's always gonna be challenges definitely especially um with limited space and um and if you know sometimes clients want a ton of information on there so if it's an illustration how, how big and you gotta play with just prior to priority of size and scale so all right now are you a, are you a beer drinker do you enjoy do you enjoy the beers i do i do enjoy beer quite a bit um bourbon is another yeah big one for me obviously being from kentucky so yeah, you're smart, um, yeah. it's a balance <laughs> balance of both so i had some bourbon last night but um yeah, I'm a big drinker. It's, uh, not a big drink, big beer drinker. <laughs> right I, when you like, say that, when you say that out loud, you're like, "Fuck!" I didn't mean it like that. It's like, no, that's what I mean. I don't drink a lot. Well, I have a lot. Of, oh, oh, just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, they asked me that dentist day too. It's like, you know, they always ask you, "How, how much are you drink a week?" Like, do we have to tally it up? <laughs> yeah, there's really no, right now. There's, yeah, there's really no need to like talk about it in a quantity. <laughs> I've enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it quite a bit. I enjoy it. I, you know, it's fun with the, the this craft boom, just all the different beers that come out. Um, right now, I don't know. I guess it's just because of the weather. I, I prefer more darker beers still, like a stout. Um, but yeah, and I always try to like support the locals um, as well. Like Grand Guys, there's a bunch of them. Grand Guys, uh, 50 West, Match. I mean, I think I think one point they said. Cincinnati has close to oh, it was like almost fifty breweries. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, how do I not know all these? So, it is crazy um, when you see the stats are like 
they do like the pat like here they'll do like a you want like a trail pass and they want you like get a stamp at every one which is yeah yeah it's, it's aggressive <laughs> but yeah it is <laughs> excellent yeah now since music's important you know you're just still doing gig posters and you're doing stuff for looks like once in a while for the tavern which we yeah. have, we definitely want to get to but uh when you're creating do you have certain tunes you're listening to what kind of bands what's on the warnick playlist oh man that's i would say that's all over i'd say right recently it's been on repeat uh the band pop um released the single um their single kids lately and i've just been listening to that on repeat nonstop lately um but it's all over growing up in the 90s i mean i was in high school in the 90s and so i'm a huge um radiohead fan early weezer so blue album pinkerton i'm just have you seen the snl skit yeah of that i was just thinking that oh, like when you're okay. like uh, the early you said the early stuff i was like that immediately pop, like, i'm like it's oh like, he's yeah <laughs> it's like they called like call me up like hey rob can you write a skit because i mean that's just dead on like i mean that had to be an argument that happened in like the writer's room or something like a real argument they just brought it to life but um you know i was really big into like that power pop punk um sound in the 90s so i listened to that a lot um actually radiohead back and then right now uh you know pop has been on repeat and then uh, through you know i'm on spotify so i love their you know release radar like they're hey we made this for you and you discover all, all these artists so roswell kids another band that i've um come to love and it's kind of funny it's like i went we went and saw them they were, um we went up to columbus to see their show and you're just get up there and you start to feel like an old man drinking because everyone else there is like, like, you know, late, you know, early twenties, I guess in college, like who's, whose parents are here in the back drinking the beer, you know, but, um, it was a great, it was a great show. It was like, um, just like in this small restaurant and, uh, my wife and I, and, um, a good buddy and, um, his wife went up and it was a fun night. So, but, um, I would say, I don't know. It's, it's all over. And I really enjoy like the discovering part of the artist. I don't ever want to be like, like stuck in what I listened to in the nineties too. So, um, but they definitely influenced me and, um, super drag was another one I was obsessed with as a kid. Um, so I'll tell you what, like just the focus, I'm, I'm rambling again about just music question, but I used to be, I could yeah, talk about it. Yeah, music exactly. I used to, uh, yeah. When you see my face, I used to do radio and it works. It makes it explains itself. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Computer is still one of my all time favorite albums. And if I just need to like sit down and focus and kind of get inspired, I, just, I love turning that album on. I'm like, that's normally a go-to for me. Um, still, still to this day. Um, I don't know. I can keep naming band Wilco back uh yeah um there's a uh you're talking about radiohead and back so in the i've i've two boys they're eight and five so i took them to see the new lego movie and there's like a, a scene and, and the guy's like oh i finally get radiohead like this whole thing and it's just like like you're saying about the weezer thing it was just like hilarious like you know it, it totally made sense like this weird you know it's this like weird moment it's like the guy's like i finally like radiohead and then batman's like <laughs> Oh man, you should also check out uh, Elliot Smith. He's great. Yeah, it's just like this little tiny <laughs> segment, like the middle of this movie. I'm like, oh, that's so great. And then Beck does a Beck does this a killer song on there on the soundtrack, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, we're we're a huge Lego movie fans, so we're gonna 
Maybe we'll have to get, we'll have to go see that this weekend. Dude, we, we talked about it going to class. Yeah, it's trivia. It was, was weird. It, like uh, it was like really, it was like, it was kind of like a little out there. It was, I mean, I don't want to ruin it. So it was good. But like they definitely okay. leave Lego, the Lego dimension to go into like the, the you know, the boy like who's playing with the, so it's kind of cool in that way if you have kids and, but it, it definitely like visually, you, could, you know, um, so I've heard, you know, it's like it felt like it was like a little a little trippy at times, but it was it was really, it was really well done. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 great because it has all the kid jokes and then it has all the parent kind of overtones that no one picks up yeah. on. So I always applaud that's, that. That's yeah. There's a parts I think you know, the first lady movie we loved. I, I thought there was a couple parts in the first one. I mean, I, I was the only one laughing at the theater. Yeah. Like, nobody remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. But, now the one by us, the one theater by us has like a couch, like their couches, like you you get like your own seat when you buy a ticket and it's like it reclines. And so that was amazing. I was just, oh, yeah. yeah, I wore my moccasins and like sweatpants and I was like completely comfortable. <laughs> I was like, this is great. The reclining, uh, the reclining chairs are just amazing. I don't like, we have one by us too. And it's just, it's a whole nother level. I'm like, where was this? Like when you're a kid and you get stuck behind like tall adult in front of you and you're like looking and you finally find your position and they move and they get to shift over. Now it's just like, you know, my Doesn't kids don't have to worry about that at all. They're spoiled. Oh. These nice leather reclining couches with their feet up. Yeah, they're nice. than my chairs at home, like you push a button, and it's like, and like it's, it has like a little sliding table, and you're like, you're good to go. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was I was pretty content. Um, all right, one last question, Rob. Then I'll let you go. Um, okay. Hopefully, it's been too painful. But would you have any advice for you know maybe somebody starting their career off or who's kind of thinking that they want to be a, you know, going to design or art, like any just kind of, you know, any advice from somebody who's, you know, been, been grinded for so long? Oh man. Um, I mean, I could, I could, there's a lot I would say. Um, one thing I always, and I still do today, I try to do today is always just keep learning and keep absorbing knowledge as much as you can, whether it's, you know, it could be learning new programs to, um, just, learning from others and their processes, um, and how they work. Um, you know, that, that just, it's, it's just invaluable knowledge. Um, I even, you know, I still take, I haven't done it in a while, but you know, I was 10 years out of college and I'm still going back to take night class, you know, life drawing classes just to keep sharpening my skills. Um, and even now, like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into learning, teaching myself cinema 40. So I really like, really like doing that. So, and after effects, I don't know. I would say always try to keep learning. Um, networking, I think is a huge, I mean, people say that all the time, but it's like we were talking earlier. It's crazy how interwoven everybody is. And, uh, you know, Keith was like huge in helping me get going, um, early on. And, uh, even that, you know, I met that from his, um, my good buddy Nathan, his older brother Chris, is the one that got me going, and um, he's the one that introduced me to Keith. So it's it's crazy how how those steps happen, and it's it's uh, I would you know just get out there and talk to people and keep experimenting. Experimenting. Um, I don't know. There's a lot I could yeah. I could talk a lot more about it, but no, I think I, learning. Yeah. No, I think your whole episode and just talking to you, you know, you, it was very obvious that you were continually trying to evolve or learn different things. Like, oh, I like to learn After Effects or I'm doing this and maybe like try to bring these to life. So, I, I yeah, that kind of continually evolving because like we talked about already, 
you're trying to do all these different mediums and that's what bring you know you're you know some for for different clients or different purposes but yeah it just seems like you're always you know up for up for something new or trying just trying something which is always you know which is, is uh inspiring so i think I think when you're when I think people think that you know like they know everything and that's probably another thing you know you, you really probably don't know anything you know if you do you're you're that person in the room there that no one wants to be work with right? <laughs> yeah so it's just you don't want to yeah. be that guy either nope yep so it's yeah it's it's definitely the learning part's definitely important so um and I don't ever want to I also feel like if I feel like I know then you then you become old I try to like refuse that I'm I'm a 40 year old, so <laughs> like, uh, team 40 just, just turned. Yeah. Just turned. When, when, uh, December, it was past ah, December. See, I'm, old. I'm November, but we're close. We're pretty close. Uh. <laughs> so I'm the old man here, but no, I, I, I think 30 was worse. So I don't know if it was worse for you, but yeah, I don't 30 know, was 40 was like, Oh, it was this, we went out and I was like, I'm 40 now. I was like, okay, we'll go yeah, back. I'm yeah. Kind of over it. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, but, it doesn't doesn't really bother me at all. But no, no, I think that what's really good, you know, as a father, you know, you're doing something you love, and it's you know not the typical, you know, nine to five, you know, uh, you know, counselor. You know, what should I be when I grow up? And you know, you you love it, and your your work is you know outside in the real world. Your kids can see it, and you're passionate. And so, yeah, I think that's uh, you know, as a fellow father, that's really all we can ask for is you know, you know, inspire our kids and you know, be able to be there for them and, you know, be you know, active. Like you said, being a ball coach, you know, I help coach soccer and, you know, it's not, it's not, you realize it's not about you anymore, but it's just, it's just nice. Like, you know, I yeah. think that, you know, when they're doing stuff or making choices in life to look at you and say, well, dad didn't take the conventional easy route and, you know, he's found his happiness and we're happy and we have a fucking roof over our head and all this other stuff. Right. And so it's, yeah, it's really nice yeah. to, it's really nice to hear that. And I really, like I said, I really admire your work and, you know, I don't know. I was. I'm hoping we can maybe figure a way to to work together in some capacity at some point. I, yeah, I just see what you're doing. Oh, so yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I truly appreciate that. And yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So, um, yeah, thank you. All right. Well, thank you again, Rob. And uh, yeah, man, you know, it was. Uh, hope it was less painful than the dentist. So I think hopefully, yeah. <laughs> It was great, so I appreciate it. I hope cool. I didn't ramble too much, but no, man, just just the perfect amount of ramble. So it was good, yeah. So I'm, I'm really Excellent. happy. I, Excellent. I, I, I really appreciate you, and uh, yeah, even if you can't post on that stuff from uh, the other brewery yet, I would love to just to kind of check it out. You know, if you have a chance. Yeah, I would love. I'll, I'll, I'll have to send you some uh, screen grabs and cool. so I'm sharing with you. And yeah, um, like I said, I wanted. I have this. You know, we did those beer posters. Um, you know, every every year, Arnold's one of the oldest bars in Cincinnati. Actually, it's one of the oldest bars in the nation, I believe. Um, but they do. It's a really cool thing with Cincy Beer Week, and uh, they always try to pair up an artist with a beer that they're really like, tapping that night. And uh, um, so we we do like these limited edition screen print posters um, for them. So like, you know, I did one with Fifty West, the shoots, and uh, um, oh, triple digit. So I'll have, to, I'll have to send you those. I'll send you some of those. And, yeah, it's, yeah, oh, we talked about doing the yeah. giveaway too, so we should do that. Right, we'll figure, yeah, we'll figure but, something out. Yeah, but definitely, yeah, tomorrow's uh, Thursday. You should throw back Thursday. You should put some of that shit up, man. People, people, I mean, at least at least this one person would dig it, but I definitely think it would. That's your hop hinge <laughs> person you're talking about. So, yeah, I think you're, yeah, yeah. you're really doing some cool stuff. So uh, anything we can do to support cool, Rob, it. yeah, please keep us in mind. When you have releases or you're selling prints, you know, we'll be more happy to promote it and, we're glad to have you part of the family, man. I, I dig all your stuff. 
Awesome. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you. All right, cool, man. I'll talk to you soon, Rob. Cool. Have a good one. Have a good one. I'm up to my eyeballs in red neon suits and spray on tans. And there you have it, folks. The essential, the complete chapter one through like five of the Rob Warnick story right here on the 16 ounce canvas. I dig it. I love talking to people. I love learning their stories. I love looking at things with a different perspective and just meeting good people, man. There's just good people out there. I mean, most of the good people I meet through this are really talented artists and designers, but it just kind of the way people talk about things, the way they talk about life, how they bring their life and their passions into their art. I mean, the Sabo 2 Tiger, to me, it's just so great. I mean, when I was growing up a kid, baseball cards were like everything. I had, so, you know, he was, I feel like he was the National League Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think they do defensive, but I think the National League Rookie of the Year, the same year McGuire was in the AL, if my math is correct. And I do have the Google machine, but you know what? Another fun fact, folks, it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to make a mistake. Just think of it. Making mistakes is like life's eraser on the pencil. You can fix it, but it's not going to kill you. Shit's going to be okay. So, baseball, I mean, I'm a Phillies fan. I'm beyond excited for Mr. Bryce Harper. Our Sixers, we're trusting the process. Eagles, you know, Deshaun Jackson's back. We got Mr. Malik Jackson from Jacksonville. And much love to my boy Nick Foles. Thank you for everything. BDN. Wishing you the best in Jacksonville. You bring us the Super Bowl, you'll be mayor of the city one day. So things are good. Life is good. You know, passionate sports. Obviously, if I was an artist, I would probably draw a lot of Philadelphia-related things. Yeah, maybe, you know, spring a little Connecticut love here and there. But love the Eagles. Random idea, just thinking about it. I've been thinking a lot about getting a tattoo, so maybe I'll get something Eagle-related. But anyway... I think before that, I need to head down to the, you know, get down to that Cincinnati, Kentucky airport, have a few bourbons with uh, with Rob. Then we'll head over to uh, the Camp Spring Tavern, maybe see Neltner. I think we just call him Neltner. I, li- I like that. I noticed that Rob did that. It's kind of like Draplin, all Neltner or Keith. But, um, yeah, remember, we look at the LIC can. That is Keith now. From now on, we refer to that character as Keith. But, yeah, it's just um, – it's just – Great people. I'm, I'm blessed. And so I'm excited to meet you in the future. We are talking to some folks. We're trying to bring some uh, more Art of Craft Beer gallery shows together. We're you know going to do a little variation of that. I don't know. We're always thinking of new stuff. We'll, we'll definitely be announcing Season 10 soon. And so that's exciting. We've got some really cool artists. And we'll you know always... And we're pretty much... You know, we're working on... Season 11, too. We pretty much keep a running tab. We have this cool file, and we just update it as we go. So it's always always good to, to share that with you. So you've been listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. As you know, and in case you forgot over the last hour, my name is AJ Kierens, and I'm your host here. So one of the cool things that we did or have done and you know, been a part of in my lifetime is I used to host a radio program. And so that's why... I love this. That's what, you know, the skills I've learned, you know, 
Most of them are self-taught, but I did do a stint, you know, uh, not in prison, but at Connecticut School of Broadcasting and learned some cool tricks. So in the interview, we're talking to Rob. He met, casually mentioned his old band, and Andy. They have a record, High and Tight. It's available on Spotify. You can also check it out on YouTube. So we thought it'd be kind of cool to, you know, preview one of those tracks for you. So there's a little bonus footage here, episode 102. Once you get this old, you know, get this far along in the, uh, in the seasons, you know, all bets are off. So here it is. Without further ado, you're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, and we're happy to introduce you to Anne Andy. This is off their record, High and Tight. This track is called Waiting, and this one is featuring the melodic bass lines of Rob Warnick, as described by CityBeat.com. There's a nice article you can go do a little Google in there making full use of the band's influence. We heard earlier on in the program, we heard Weezer. That's right. And I wonder if you can guess the other two artists that we heard. We heard Pup. And then last but not least, we heard Roswell Kids. So there you go. Here it is, folks. Debuting right here on the 16-ounce canvas, this 15- or 14-year-old record. This is Rob Warnick's band and Andy. I don't know who Andy is. Andy, if you're listening, dial us in. Call the hotline. If you're the 19th caller, you'll win a free prize. We should have said 16th caller. But here it is. Without further ado, their debut right here on the 16-ounce canvas and Andy with their track waiting off the CD or their record, I don't know, vinyl, cassette tape, a track high and tight right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Until next week, folks, rock out to Aunt Andy. Not Aunt Andy, Aunt Andy. Like, also Andy. All right, I'm going to stop now. And here it is, folks. Enjoy. i 
say, why? 